Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos. And with me today, I have Dee Williams, who is the founder of Reskillify, an online learning and SME marketplace, and also the founder and CEO of Identifies Consulting. You can learn more about Dee at her website, d-williams.com. Dee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, had just learned uh, offline that you have been in the West Coast for the last uh, six months now. And tell me, what has that experience been like for you? Because I can imagine that, you know, maybe initially it's like, oh, I have all these hopes to get settled in the West Coast and start my business. And then the pandemic happens. So, So how's it going for you? It was really crazy because last year in September, I actually um, built another technology. It was a mm. mobile app called MoPlan Do. And I created this whole tour where I was showing people how to start a business and unleash mm. their ideas and to how to do all of these great things. And we were going on tour. Mm-hmm. So we drove, my daughter and I and our dog drove from Atlanta to Los Angeles wow. in December of last year. Everything was wonderful. We were preparing for the tour. And um, we went to, where did we go? We went to San, um, uh, Oakland, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We got up in the startup space. We were going to do the big startup grind event. And mm. I was bought, bought my tickets on the way there. And it just seemed like everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. And I didn't wow. understand. Mm-hmm. And I was literally bawling that I didn't make it there. And like within a day or so, they were like, we're shutting San Fran down because of COVID. Oh, yeah. So it like everything just kind of happened back to back. So my tour ended. I actually like, I feel like my technology kind of failed at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just been crazy because, um, I mean, you just don't know what to expect. First of all, I'm not home, <laughs> you know, um, my daughter went back to Atlanta. So I kind of fly her back and forth, but you're in a space where I'm on the East coast. When I come to the West coast, I love the beach. I love the mm-hmm. food. I love the people, mm-hmm. the sun, the weather, but it's COVID. So I spent my first few months here. Everything was closed. Yeah, There was nothing open, streets empty. It was crazy. Yeah. But what came out of that was Reskillify. <laughs> mm, there you go. There you go. Wow. There's always a blessing in, and it's always a blessing in disguise when it seems mm-hmm. like everything is falling apart and like everything you set into place just like does not happen. And here we are, Reskillify. Here we are. And it's going, it's, it's doing great. So that was such a, a crazy experience mm-hmm. um, being and having this whole thing, like, and, and we're talking to entrepreneurs, right? So I don't know how many times you have planned something in real life and you had all your ducks in a row. Yeah. And if you think about it, I'm talking about going on like a 14 city tour. So I venues, uh, books, everything you could possibly think of. And, mm-hmm. um, 
And then it was like, yeah, we're, we're closed. Yeah, no, you're not getting your money back. Yeah, no, it was like this whole, so it made me stronger. I definitely cried a lot of days mm. um, and worried a lot of nights whether or not I was going to be able to bring my ideas to life because I know I'm doing something with a mission, right? Yeah. A mission, there's a purpose of what I'm doing. Um, but when I actually took the time to like sit back and, um, and to just breathe, and to take everything in COVID more than anything, you know, because lost family, like many of you all have and friends. Um, I, I stopped worrying and stopped crying. And I just gave myself space to breathe. And it felt like when I did that, then everything got just clearer. And mm. so the idea of um, reskillify, and I'll tell you later how that incorporates into my current my current business model but <clears throat> I went through that and I kind of came with this idea and instead of me holding it and waiting until after COVID was over I thought that and during the last recession all of these amazing businesses came to life so mm -hmm. what would stop me from taking that chance and so I went out there and I launched Reskillify and um, we have a thousand beta testers on there, utilizing the platform, wow. giving feedback every day, um, rating the courses. Uh, I have a waiting list of creators. We say subject matter experts, but I, I, they're more creators. People are mm -hmm. people who are on my platform are more creators than instructors, um, and maybe even SMEs. They're people who are creating knowledge. And, and, and information to help people, to help expand mm -hmm. people in a very different way. So it's really cool stuff. I think that I'm blessed. Yeah. <laughs> I was able to pivot and, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm here. I love it. I mean, it's like, it's funny because it's like, I can say I'm blessed like now, but if you had asked me that like six months ago, it probably right. would have been a different story. I, I'm just glad that I caught you at this time where um, you were able to go through your five stages of grief, as I think many, many of us had done at the start of the pandemic of like, first we're in denial and then we're angry and then, and then we're sad, you know, we're depressed and then we reach acceptance and then we move on. And I mean, there's, I think there's, there's another letter I missed there, but, um, you know, it is interesting. And I, I think that there's so many people who have, um, you know, uh, experience the same thing. I, I had a good friend where um, she was so excited for this year because she was going to uh, produce um, like a movie and, and all these things in New York and then it all shut down. And so she decided to go back to the Bay Area in San Francisco and and now she's using this as a time to write and she's been meaning to like write a book for a while. So it's, it's mm -hmm. interesting how so many of us have uh, pivoted and I really, we really have to give it to the entrepreneurs and, and just individuals who, um, who choose to move to move forward anyway, because I think there are a lot of people who are in isolation right now, and maybe they're ashamed, maybe they're embarrassed, um, maybe they feel like they failed of some sort, and um, and so my heart goes out to them, and I hope that they will, you know, be in community with people and and seek help to work through that. But you know, for someone such as yourself, D, who you know went through those stages of grief and uh, rose up out of it anyway, and as a result now have reskillify. I just have to commend you for that because mm -hmm. you know, in a time like in a hard time like this, it's also a great opportunity for innovation. Um, mm -hmm. But you really have to see past like the old expectations that you had of your former life now really at this point and understand like that that's an old life now like this is this is our new normal and we have to adapt to it and i had a hard time with that and i yeah. think that i still have a hard time with that and, yeah. and i i don't 
I, I catch myself like mm-hmm. when I um when I'm moving, like I'll get in a car and then I'll like, oh, and I'll jump out the car and I'll get halfway down to where I'm going and I realize, oh, I don't have a mask. You know, I gotta go mm. back to the car and get my mask. Yep. Or I'll I went, my daughter and I went to order food the other day and the lady wanted to make my drink at the fountain for me. And I'm like, no, I don't need you to touch my cup or my <laughs> or my lid or my right. straw. And she's like, due to COVID, we have to touch all of that. Oh, and wow. I yeah. was extremely irritated. So I have not adjusted. Don't get it to it. Right, right. We're not perfectly <laughs> there. It's not perfect, but we're getting there is what it sounds <laughs> Yeah, we're doing the best that we can. Uh, yeah, and that's just funny how you share that because uh, just the other day, uh, my husband and I had to drive back home just to pick up our mask. Like We were right at the front door of this restaurant that we were going to order food from. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, wait, we don't have a mask. And they're going to like turn us away. Great. It's like, luckily, we're like 10 minutes away back home. But still, you know, it's like, <laughs> I have gotten to the point now I have two masks in the office, two in the car, two at home, <laughs> so that I just can maneuver because I move very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so it's nothing for me to pop out the car real quick or, you know, and mm-hmm. I forget the mask. I actually, <laughs> and I don't want to forget the mask at all. I want to protect myself. But of right. course, that's not my norm. <laughs> Yeah, it's not my norm. And, and just by the way, they are getting very creative with the mask. They are. They this are. Is, this is my <laughs> life right now. So I thought I would share that. Oh, that's cute. So yeah, I find that there's a lot of businesses that are taking this opportunity to use masks as a marketing tool and yes. have their logos on it. And so people are definitely really getting creative with these masks nowadays. I love it. I love the creativity in that. I do. Yeah. Well, Dee, you already hinted a little bit at the birth of Reskillify because of the pandemic. So let's dive deep. Let's, let's dive a little deeper into that. Tell us a little, tell me a little bit about uh, Reskillify and how did it, how did it, how was it birth in the pandemic for you? Yeah, it's really cool. So Reskillify is a marketplace for creators to come and share their expertise mm. and for people, not a certain type of people per se, but people Mm -hmm. who are looking, I guess there's a certain type, people who are looking to reskill, upskill, and level up in their career, life, Mm -hmm. or business. So we focus on three different areas. Mm -hmm. It's my opinion that you can't be happy in your life if your job sucks. (laughs) Right, right, right. Or you can't be happy if your business sucks, right? So it has to be like a level of balance. And I think Mm -hmm. most people focus on one area and feel like if I can just have this joy in my career, then whatever's going on at home won't matter. Or if I can just make $10 million in my business, then the fact that I don't like my wife won't matter. But that's not the case. (laughs) You actually, you need both in order to have some type of balance. And Mm -hmm. that's something I learned the hard way over the years. Mm -hmm. So I definitely knew when I um, started to develop this idea that I wanted to focus on all three areas. And I felt like that was definitely something that would set us apart Mm -hmm. from a lot of the other platforms that are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what we do and and what we focus on. Um, One of the the cool things about Reskillify is that we have a coaching piece that's involved as well. So Mm -hmm. a lot of our creators that um, that we will be working with, I am the core creator on the platform now so that I can get the system right. But a lot (laughs) of the creators that are in the waiting queue and that are starting to put their um, courses and everything together, Mm -hmm. they are also coaches. Or they are trying to um, 
understand what it means to be a coach and to really guide people from A to Z. Mm. One of the things that I see in the world of e-courses, it seems very similar to school, right? Mm -hmm. Um, School, you get up, you go, or you log in online. Now my daughter's in online school, you Mm -hmm. go. It's just a very static experience and it's really all theory. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Reskillify is a little bit different. We are um, theory and practical. So the courses that mm-hmm. are on the platform are actually leading you from A to Z. So if you say, hey, I want to learn how to start a staffing business, for example, mm-hmm. you could come to Reskillify and you could take a beginner course for the setup of your staffing business. Now, on other platforms, they're going to just tell you, this is what you need to do. This is how you do it. um, Or this is how it works. On Reskillify, we not only tell you how to do it, but there's a Zoom call you can log into. Mm -hmm. However, often your coach is delivering information so you can always have that level of accountability. Um, One of the areas that we also do is we have an accountability module within Reskillify where every time you complete a lesson, typically that lesson is going to tell you to do something. So I'll give you an example. When people take my course, how to start a staffing business, Mm -hmm. um, we get to the module four and it may say, um, okay, now we're getting to the legalization part. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to get your EIN from the IRS. There's a tab where all your links go Mm -hmm. and you can go in and click your IRS. You can go straight to your link It may say you need to fill out this form and the form will be attached. So it's very interactive. And um, and as the the module for Reskillified Check continues to expand, um, there's actually a checklist that accompanies your lesson. So when your Mm -hmm. coach creates or your creator creates the, the course, not only are they offering this coaching piece, if that's a part of their program, but there's also a checklist to ensure that hey, I want to start this business. I'm not just getting the information. I actually get to do each step and literally walk away at the end of the seven weeks with a fully established business. Mm -hmm. And that's just on the business side because Mm -hmm. there may be something for your career, how to create the perfect LinkedIn profile, Mm -hmm. you know, or how to write the perfect resume or how to get a promotion. Mm -hmm. There are step-by-step actions with all of these things. And most courses, just like in school, just talk about it, Mm -hmm. but they don't actually tell you step-by-step. This is what you do. This is how you do it. This is where you go. Once you get there, make sure you do this. After you do this, check it off on this checklist, come back and do the next step. And Mm -hmm. that is how Reskillify is structured. So it's really, really cool. And it's a little different than what you would see. Mm -hmm. Now let's get to the real question. Like (laughs) why all of this? So I've been in recruiting and staffing for almost 25 years, not to Mm -hmm. date myself. I know I look like you look right. (laughs) You age well. (laughs) No, I appreciate it. Um, So I've been in staffing for a very long time. And um, when I first started out in staffing, everything was super manual, like white pages, yellow pages, no internet, fax machines, roll paper, that Mm -hmm. type of thing, newspapers. Now we're in an age where the internet is your prime form of communication, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, employers didn't know how to find talent. Today, talent is everywhere and you can find them right. on your own. So here I'm showing all of these professionals how to start their own staffing business, but I'm very much so fully aware that this industry is about to shift. Mm-hmm. Not about to, but it is shifting. And I think I, not I think, I see it more during COVID. Like mm-hmm. COVID really 
um, really showed me a different version of the industry on so many different levels. So what happened was people immediately started to freak out. They started losing their jobs. Mm. It's like, I need to learn a new skill or I need to, um, I need to have a side hustle or whatever the case may be. And I thought, oh, well, this will be a great opportunity for me to kind of put something together to help those people who are out of work. I'm still thinking recruiting, right? Right. But then I started to think a little bit more. I actually watched a YouTube video where they had to see um, the vice president of HR for some company, major company, talking about um, training. Mm -hmm. training and coaching. And he was just basically stating the major problem that enterprise level companies and larger companies have um, when it comes to talent. And one of the things that he mentioned was like, we don't have a problem finding talent on a daily basis. Like our Mm -hmm. internal recruiting team can do that. It's not, it doesn't warn us to use a staffing agency. Right. But what he did say was we're in a society now where all these little disruptors industry disruptors are happening. And when companies are midsize and large and you start getting all the bureaucracy involved with that, it's not easy to just shift at a moment's notice like Mm -hmm. a smaller company, right? Mm -hmm. And so now you've got all of these people in the industry. And I'll give you a great example. I'm sure everybody knows who Russell Brunson is. If you haven't, he took his company ClickFunnels from zero to 300 million, no startup funds, all just communicating and just building relationships with people and word of mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And some advertising. But Russell was an industry disruptor. Mm -hmm. So let's look at this for what it really was. The industry, everyone was focusing on websites, right? Russell read some books, had a vision for the most part, saw a system, started to create it, and then told the world that this is going to be our new norm. Mm -hmm. And people actually caught on. And said, okay, this is our new norm. And that was great. But what happened was now large organizations were trying to figure out how is Russell doing this? Mm -hmm. Or what's the system? Which was great, except there was nobody to build funnels. Mm -hmm. There were no funnel builders at that time. It was only Russell, right? We didn't see lead pages at that. All the other competitors hadn't come up yet. Only Russell was dominating the industry, right? So then what did he do? He was very smart. He said, you know what? I'm going to bring in people who are passionate about ClickFunnels and want to teach and want to build and create using ClickFunnels. So he created a talent pool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now let's take this a step further. With this talent pool that he created, he was able to service his own community of the people who were creating funnels. But while the the world was trying to figure out how do we get involved with these funnels, they were trying to figure out who to hire. There was nobody to hire, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is a new disruptive thing. Mm -hmm. So now they're trying to figure out how do we learn this new disruptive thing? And then here, Russell has this gold mine. And so now they're 10 steps behind because Russell's shipped the whole digital marketing industry and the way we market as a whole. So I started thinking about that as I'm watching this part, this interview on YouTube. That's that's where staffing agencies are going. They're Mm. going to create talent. It it, it won't be about finding talent that companies can already find on their own. It's going to be more about us being a part of the the marketplace. Because I teach Mm -hmm. people how to start a niche Mm -hmm. staffing agency business. So if I'm an RN and something is disruptive in the RN industry or the nursing industry, maybe we have COVID, right? Mm -hmm. So we have now a whole new 
pack of nurses. They're COVID nurses, right? Mm-hmm, right. We can right. have a whole new, right? Okay. So, you know, so things, if something happens, the staffing agencies are the ones who pretty much know first. Mm-hmm. And so when we know our job is to train, is to build the talent pool. So how can you build a talent pool when the majority of your talent is all over the country, mm-hmm. online courses? Mm-hmm. And so Reskillify really became something way more than my first initial thought. Mm-hmm. So next year, I have a, like I said, a thousand staffingpreneurs. We will all, thousand, 1,000 of my staffingpreneurs, I probably have more by then, but they will all be creating courses for their hiring managers or their employer clients and for candidates um, within their specific niche industries. And, um, and, and so that was kind of the birth of Reskillify. I just saw a need. I saw a vision. I, I, I feel like um, I'm pretty much a pioneer. I can see, I knew when things yeah. were shifting to the niche mm-hmm. um, years ago, I was the first person that was really screaming, hey, job boards are going to go niche. Nobody believed me. Then they went niche. Monster was like, what? <laughs> Ribbit was like, what? Right? What? Um, D was right. <laughs> right. And then I said, hey, you know, staffing agencies are going to be niche next. And nobody mm-hmm. believed me. And now <laughs> thousands of them out there. And so the question is floating around how do we maintain talent? How do we find great talent? How do we maintain this talent? How do we develop this talent? Um, and how, you know, and, and how does the industry stay alive in a time where technology is shifting everything? And now you even have a pandemic that's shifting everything. And this pandemic definitely um, is a major impact on the staffing industry because we do the hiring. We do a lot of the hiring. So I just see the shift and where we're going and I am just doing what I do best, which is creating it now, allowing people to say, D, this is crazy. And then five years from now, everybody will say, D was all on it. You know, I'm already there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, D, it sounds to me that you really have that, um, blue ocean mentality, right? So there's, I, I don't know the name of the book, but there's the red ocean and the blue ocean oh, yeah. and the red, the red ocean's all about, if anyone's hearing for the first time that there's just too much competition, it's too saturated, but it sounds to me that you have always tried to find a void. You've always tried to find that blue ocean where it was clear and there was opportunity. And I think it's really uh, admirable that you are empowering other people to do the same for their niche markets as well. Yeah. Well, if, if you're an entrepreneur, and, and you think about this from a very logical perspective. Um, so I will say that the part of me that is in love with money would definitely probably want to not be so niche, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the idea of focusing on a small market would lead you to believe that you're not going to be as impactful as right. you want to be or make as much money as you want. And that's a misnomer. That's, right. that's, not, a, that's not true. Um, a smart entrepreneur will find a niche. Mm-hmm. And I teach my clients to niche within a niche mm-hmm. and sometimes to niche within a niche within a niche mm-hmm. and sometimes to niche within a niche within a niche within a niche. It just depends on what you're, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about niching or niching, they say it's niche. I say niche. I'm from oh. Baltimore, whatever. <laughs> I say niche too, it's fine. (laughs) I'm here with you. I'm here with you. (laughs) The cool thing about it though, is that if you are smart in the way you identify your niche and you work your niche, you can really build a full empire. One Mm -hmm. kind of like your own um, Jeff Bezos empire, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I do this with my clients all the time. I take my clients from literally zero to millionaires, right? Mm. And, And it's a really, really quick shift too, because they 
get to see wins faster because they are focusing on one specific thing, one niche skill set or a specific mm-hmm. subset. And then what happens is once you get that market and get that audience, then you can just keep building around it. You start figuring out by talking to them, what else do you need? How else can I support you? And they will tell you. And when they tell you, next thing you know, you've got digital products. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, you've got physical products. And now you're building technology and you've got a book and music. And, like, it, and then that breaks off into other things. I think the thing is that people want to go in immediately with two feet and they want to do what the giant companies are doing who have 20 right. million employees. Mm-hmm. But when you're a solo entrepreneur, now I have a team across the globe. But when you're, when I started out, I was doing everything by myself. I mean, right, right. everything. And <laughs> When you start out that way, you don't have 10,000 people working. You, you're not mm-hmm. in a position to just go out there and, and do it big like that. You really have to humble yourself and start thinking from a very um, foundational grassroots level. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you know about the article, your first 1,000 customers or your core or something to that, mm-hmm. that degree. I actually agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I still function that way. Uh, I haven't hit my core 1000. Now I have definitely a lot of people on my emailing list and lots of people in my community. But when I say I haven't hit my core 1000, meaning that I actually try to answer the phone in my company still as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I actually call people who purchase any product from me, especially something over a thousand dollars. If someone goes to my website and spends over a thousand dollars, I actually pick the phone up and call them and I say, hi, this is D, and they scream. Like, oh. <laughs> She's real. <laughs> what are you doing calling me? I'm like, I'm trying to see what you got going on. I saw you just purchased something. How can I support you? And they're like, oh my gosh. And so those people are the ones that are my core, right? Mm-hmm. And those, I have a lot of those folks that have been with me since 2013, 2011. Mm-hmm. They're still in the community. They're, whether they're doing great in their business or not, they refuse to leave because we've established a relationship. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing um, for somebody to call me and say, hey, D, I just got off of a flight and I was just happening to sit next to someone who said they wanted to start a staffing business. And so, yeah, I just introduced them to you. And it's like that. <laughs> that it, it trickle it's like this trickle effect so yeah, the niche yeah. the niche the niche is everything it is your starting point especially mm-hmm. if you are that entrepreneur first of all I'm an underdog entrepreneur so I'm not the entrepreneur mm-hmm. who started with a million dollars I started with zero dollars mm-hmm. and and I actually got fired a couple of times <laughs> you know what I'm saying I quit you know what I'm saying like I had so many different things I've had so many experiences I've had a number of businesses now but I've had so many experiences mm-hmm. but in the beginning I didn't have anything I, I just had a, a dream a thought right. you know in my right. eye in my mind and I didn't really know I was going to put it together we have to understand that as a small as small solo entrepreneurs grassroots is definitely the way to go to go mm-hmm. taking your time um, getting to know people, talking to them, understanding what makes them tick. Why are they at your website? What are they doing on your website? Why do they want to start a business? Why do they want to purchase your product? Um, and how does that benefit them? You know, so like just really getting into it. And um, yeah, that niche is important. Yeah, absolutely. D, I don't think it's a surprise that you have 
over a thousand beta testers for Reskillify. Um, you obviously are very well experienced and versed um, in what you do. And so I just want to commend you so much for that. And I feel like you shared so much wisdom and advice with us today. But if I can just pull one more from you <laughs> before we go, uh, what is one final piece of advice or wisdom that you'd like to share with our fellow entrepreneurs and small business owners listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur? Yeah, um, what I would say is use your fear as motivation. Mm, I think that's something nobody really talks about. So I'm actually going to give you two tips. Don't be mad at me. Please, please. I'm I'm um, stopping you. (laughs) Use your fear as motivation. Just because Mm -hmm. you're afraid doesn't mean that you're not supposed to do it, Mm -hmm. right? Like being afraid, in my opinion, means I'm definitely supposed to do it. Mm, It means that 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 something if because if I have a feeling that's saying "Mm," that means that I have to face that I have to Mm. challenge that and so don't allow your fear to keep you from unleashing your ideas because I feel like you only get a few opportunities to unleash those ideas before somebody else gets your idea the one Mm. in your mind before you're the person saying I thought of that three years ago Mm -hmm. but you never acted on it so Mm -hmm. Don't let that fear keep you from moving forward. The other thing that um, that I would say is um, is um, you know research mm. is the one thing that nobody wants to do. But um, don't research till it kills you. But research enough to where you understand your real market. Mm. Everybody says I know my market, but they really don't. When I ask questions like how many people are in your market, they can't tell you. They can't mm. even give you a light estimate. And and my thoughts, I'm thinking, how can you launch a business and you don't know how many people are in your market? Because mm-hmm. then how can you create strategies to support your market if you don't even have an idea of how large your market is or what the problems are that they're experiencing on, and how you can solve them? So I say, you know, face your fears and, and get into your business and, you know, research and make sure you really know your clients so that when you get on the phone with them or when you're in public and you're talking to them, they know you know what you, you know your ish. <laughs> that makes them comfortable. And people do business with people they like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, Dee, I know that we just really only scratch the surface. Um to everything, everything that you're doing. Uh, but I want to thank you so much again for just taking a short time with me today and, you know, to be here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. We've really appreciated having you today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And to our listeners, once again, this is Dee Williams, the founder of Reskillify, as well as the founder and CEO of Identifies Consulting. You can learn more about her at d-williams.com. Thanks so much for joining us and take care. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? 
Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.